Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. If you're new to the Church RC or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thechurchrc.com. Or we'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week and everywhere you go with the Church RC app, available for free wherever you download your apps. Now here's Pastor Brian Sparks. Proverbs 18, verse 20. In 21, Proverbs 18, 20 and 21, it says this. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. We're going to take it just a step further and say, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. If you're taking notes today, you can title this message, If Words. If Words. Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. Lord, they didn't come to hear a word from man. They've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd use me to speak to the hearts of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. If words, you know, uh, how many of you uh, in this room have ever complained? Just raise your hand. For the rest of you, you have a different problem. It's lying. Some of you are like, I've never complained. I, I don't. Now, I, I, and, and I'm talking about words, but I'm really specifically going to talk about complaining today. And before I jump into this message and before we move any further I just want y'all to know something. You cannot elbow your neighbor when you think that that I have said something that they really need to pay attention to. Come on, wives. Suck those, husbands, come on, suck the elbows in. We're not doing that. This is a no elbow zone, okay? This is, we're just here. And here's the thing about this message is, is you really need to just kick back, relax, and enjoy it because it's a hard message to share with other people. Be like, oh, Susie, you need to hear this, right? Because what are you saying? You're saying that I'm a complainer, right? Because here's the thing is that we all complain, Right? We all complain. My mom, I was telling her that I was preaching on complaining and I was, I was talking to her and she said, well, I'm glad you are because a lot of people complain. And I said, well, you too, mom. And she goes, no, I don't complain. I just state the facts. <laughs> you can wrap it up in a pretty bow and you can call it whatever you want, but complaining is complaining, right? And you know, I, I'll tell you this, that... Um, that I have a tendency and, and have complained on maybe one or two occasions. Last year, uh, my mom and dad uh, have decided that for Christmas, uh, they want to give um, their grandkids, because they're growing up so fast, they want to give them trips and say, hey, you know what, I, I, I just want to give you a trip, and that way we can go make some memories. It's going to be uh, awesome. And so last year, they took us to Disney World. Um, 11 people, come on, my sister and, and her husband and her kids and then me and my kids and my mom and dad, 11 people went to Disney World and it was amazing. It was awesome. We had a great time. In fact, I think that they might have a picture. Do they have a picture of it? Oh, looky there. 
amazing, right? We're having a great time. It's beautiful. I don't know who that random guy is behind us, but but you know, it, this, this, it, it, was, it was such a great time and we were there for four days. And, uh, and, and day one was amazing. Day two was great. Day three was awesome. Day four, I was done. We walked over 10 miles a day. Seriously, 10 miles a day, 11 people walked. We waited in countless hours of lines we had spent an ungodly amount of money huh crystal's like it's so much fun no we spent an ungodly amount of money and on the fourth day my feet are tired i'm done and we show up and it is drizzling and 60 degrees it's cold, it's rainy, I'm tired, I'm broke, I'm ready to go home. And so I had a, uh, did what some people might do and I started complaining. I started complaining about everything. I wanted to make sure that everyone knew that I was not happy. I didn't wanna be here anymore. But here's the thing, is that in the picture you see that I'm all smiles. And I think that a lot of us live that life where we smile, but the truth is, is behind the scenes, if we really know the full story, we could win a gold medal in complaining. We are world-class at it. We can gripe, we can complain, we can, we can bellyache, we, whatever you wanna call, we can gripe and complain about everything. And that's what happened to me. And here I am, I'm at the happiest place on earth But to me, it was hell on earth. And I'm complaining. And anytime I think about complainers, I always think about the Israelites in the Bible. Because the Israelites, had, they, they were a people that had been in slavery for 400 years, over 400 years. And, and they had prayed and they had asked God and God showed up and he says, you know what, I'm gonna send, you, I'm gonna send somebody to deliver you. I'm gonna send somebody to bring you out. I, I, I've heard your prayers, I've heard your cries, I've, I've, I, and I, here I am, I'm gonna send somebody to help you out. And so he sends Moses to, to set his people free, but he doesn't just send Moses, he also sends miracles to help them out. Because he knew that it wasn't gonna be easy. He knew that Pharaoh wasn't just gonna let go and say, oh yeah, y'all go do your thing. And so he sends miracles. And so here, here they are and Moses shows up and says, hey, let God's people go. And, and, and he's not doing it. So he sends 10 plagues so that he will loose them and let them go. They're walking along and everything is going good and here, here they are and now then all of a sudden the Pharaoh begin, begins to come after them and he parts the Red Sea and they walk all across on dry ground. That's a big deal, that's a miracle. I don't know about you, but I'm thinking at that moment that God is on my side. They end up in a desert, right? And God sends bread from heaven to feed them. He gives them water from a rock. Huh? Their clothes and their shoes never run out, ne never wear out. 
On top of everything that God is doing, they don't have to pay for food. They don't have to take care of water. They don't have to buy new clothes. They don't have anything. And what do they do? In the middle of their miracle, they gripe, they complain. Even though God had set them free and brought them out, they still find themselves complaining in the midst of a miracle. And before we point the finger at them, you need to know this, that some of you, when you complain, you're complaining in the middle of a miracle. You might not be getting bread from heaven, come on, but God, you are in the middle of a miracle. God is sustaining you, God is taking care of you, and most of us are complaining and saying, you know what, I'm not happy, I'm not satisfied, I wish I had this, I wish I had that, and we're griping and we're complaining in the middle of a miracle. We complain about traffic, but when's the last time you thank God that you had a car? We complain about the water bill, Good gravy, you know how much I spent on water? But have you thought, thank God that you had running water in your house? You turn on a faucet and water comes out, come on. We don't thank God for that, right? We don't, we don't sit back and go, hey, you know what? I got running water, thank God that I got running water. We complain about getting up and going to work on Monday. But when's the last time you thank God that you got to get up and go. Right. That you have the ability to get up and move. The fact that I get to get up and move. Thank God that my legs work. Come on. Thank God that I'm, I have the ability to get up and move. Thank God that I have breath in my love. Thank God that I have a little money in my pocket. Thank God that I got gas in my tank. Thank God that my bills are paid. Thank God. And you just begin to thank God for what he's done in your life. But we don't do that. What do we do? We complain. It's Monday again. We complain. Some of you complain coming to church. Woman, you made me late again. Some of you are like, I know the elbows. This is why I said no elbows. Come on, somebody. You made me late again. Then when we got here, we had to park way in the back. Walk a mile. Coffee's not hot enough. Donuts are gone. Had to sit way in the back. It's too hot in here. Preacher's got on a stupid jacket. We complain in the middle of a miracle. We complain. Your wife made you late again, but gosh, she looks pretty. Huh? Your kids didn't clean their room, but man, they're awesome. And if we would just, here's what happens is, is that we got we to gotta take time to just thank God for the little things in our life. The Israelites complained, they griped, they whined. 
And because they whined and complained and griped, guess what? They didn't get to go into the promised land. So let me ask you a question. If complaining kept the Israelites out of the promised land then, do you think complaining can keep you out of what God has promised you now? Maybe God hasn't given you more because you haven't appreciated what you have now. Huh? See, here's the thing is that God always expects you to steward what he gives you. Whatever it is. He doesn't expect me to steward what Jimmy's got. He expects me to steward what I got. And here's the deal is that you got to sit back and you go, you know what? I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to gripe because guess what? I want to move on. I, I, I want to, do, I, I, God, whatever it is, the reason why I'm here, I'm here for a reason. Use me how you want to use me. Can complaining keep you out? Exodus 14, 11 through 12 says this. And they said, Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Come on. Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. Wow. World-class complaining. Right? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Here's the, here they're saying it was better. We were better off being slaves than being free. We were better off where we were than where God is taking us. And we're gonna make sure that everybody knows that and we're complaining. And so they go to Moses and they said, Moses, this is your fault. And they began to complain against Moses. But I want you to hear something here. In Exodus 16, eight, it says this. Then Moses added, the Lord will give you meat to eat in the evenings and bread to satisfy you in the mornings. For he has heard your complaints against who? Yeah. Wow. 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 He has heard your complaints against him it's him what have we done yes your complaints are against the lord not against us come on here's the thing that you got to know is that god takes your complaining personally wow. i know this is popular God takes our complaining, let me just say, he takes our complaining personally. So when we gripe about traffic, when we gripe about the water bill, when we gripe about being late to church, when we gripe about the food not being hot enough, when we gripe about this, we think that we're complaining against other people that have caused us this. But here's the thing is God says, no, I'll take your complaining personally. I take it personally. I think everyone in here could be better at not complaining. And let me just say this, I'm not throwing stones. If I was throwing stones, I'd be throwing them right back at myself because I am probably as guilty, if not more guilty than some. And I promise you this, what's really bad is is that my wife is gonna use this all week (laughs) long. 
I ain't kidding y'all. When I preach something, she throws it right back at me all week long. But here's the thing is, is that, that, that I believe this is what this whole series has been about. If, if, uh, because I want 2018 to be better than 2017. And if we really b- believe that, if we really want that, then we, what we need to do is what? We need to get rid of regrets. Come on. We need to understand that God is on our side. That was second message. Come on. We need to understand that we are better together as a church. We need to understand that. And we need to understand that our words and realize that our words have power to change our environment. Every one of us could get better at not complaining. Here's the truth is, is that words are the building blocks that God uses to build your future. Words are the building block that God uses to build your future. Again, it says, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. God is saying this, your words have power. Your words have power. When, When God decided that he was going to create the heavens and the earth, what did he do? He spoke a word. And here's the thing, he said, light be. And now what's happening is, is that light, that word is still going forth. And they say that, that galaxies are still being created as fast as they can be created. Why? Because here's the thing, is that words have power. If God created the heavens and the earth using words, you are creating your environment using words. Wow. Wow. Complaining, griping whining. So here's the thing is if we we want to fix it, we got to acknowledge it. Come on, just say it with me. I am am. a chronic chronic complainer. complainer. (laughs) We all are, right? What do you complain about the most? What is it that you complain about the most? If I was to ask you, or if I just followed you around for 24 hours, what would I find you complaining about the most? Maybe it's your job, maybe it's your house, maybe it's your car, maybe it's, what you fill in the blank. What do you complain about the most? A man noticed that uh, his wife had become extremely hard of hearing. The reason why is because every time he'd ask her a question, she never would, would respond. So he decided one day, he's like, you know what? I am going to test and see how bad her hearing really is. So she was cooking uh, uh, dinner one night and he decided, you know what? I'm just gonna do a test real quick and I'm gonna find out how bad her hearing is. So he got 10 feet away and stood behind her so that she couldn't see. And he said, honey, what's for dinner? No response. Man, she's bad. (laughs) Took a step forward. He said, honey, what's for dinner? Nine feet away. No response. Got eight foot away. Honey, what's for dinner? No response. Golly, she is worse than I thought. Got six, five, four. Got three feet away. Honey, what's for dinner? No response. Two feet away. Honey, what's for dinner? No response. One foot away. Honey, what's for dinner? And finally she turned around and she said, I done told you nine times we're having meatloaf. <laughs> if you didn't get that, just laugh. 
What we think our problem is and what our problem actually is are two different things. You think your job's the problem, but the truth is it's not your job, it's your attitude. What we think our problem is, we're sitting back and we're going, this is the problem. But the truth is, is that's not the problem. The problem with what, what, why you're complaining and why you find yourself griping and complaining. Here's the thing is if you ever notice that I can take you, if you complain in every situation, the common denominator is you. If you found yourself not happy at every church you go to, guess what? If you find yourself not happy at every job you arrive at, guess what? If you're on your 18th marriage and they're all jacked up, guess what? You're the common denominator, honey. And what you think the problem is and what the problem actually is are two different things. The reason why we complain is because we have taken our eyes off the goodness of God. We have taken our eyes and said, you know what, God, you are so good to me. You, you have taken such good care of me. And so we begin to complain about little things in our life, but the truth is, is that we have just taken our eyes off of the goodness of God. And we've started focusing on little bitty things that really don't matter. I wish I could get up here and just say, stop complaining. And then we'd all go home. Okay, so stop complaining, everybody. All right, let's go home, right? No, that's not, the, that's not gonna work, right? Because you're gonna go home and you're gonna find something else to complain about. But, but so, so I can't tell you just stop complaining, but here's what I can tell you. Is shift your focus. When you find yourself complaining, I'm not saying don't just stop complaining. I'm saying this. Shift your focus. Just touch three people around you. Tell them, shift your focus. Come on, shift your focus. When Crystal and I first got married, I had found myself complaining about a few things. Now, we've been married a long time, so y'all just don't give me the evil eyes, right? But I, I made a few mistakes, Brad. I don't know if you did, but I did. I made a few mistakes. And one of those big mistakes was my mama does it. I told you I learned my lesson. Y'all stop. Yeah, come on. Why'd you fold towels that way? My mama does it this way. Right? And I found myself complaining about little things that really didn't matter. And here's what she did to combat that. To, 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 so I would come in and I would complain about something that she did. And so what she started doing is, is she said, okay, you've told me something I did wrong. Basically, you've complained about what I did wrong. Now tell me something that's right. And what she was saying is, is stop focusing on the one thing that's wrong and start focusing on all that's right. Right? And what I would do is I would shift my focus from that one little bitty thing to everything that I liked about her 
And because I would do that, all of a sudden that didn't seem like a big deal. So what if we just did that in every situation in our life? And when we started complaining about traffic, what if we shifted our focus to thank God that I have a car that gets me from point A to point B and I'm not walking to work? What if, what if we just began to shift our focus when we complained about our wife being uh, having us late again? What if we said, man, she is so beautiful. What if we just shifted our focus Every time we complained, we said, you know what? I'm going to just shift my focus. I'm going to stop complaining. I'm going to stop griping. I'm going to stop whining about whatever it is. And I'm going to shift my focus and focus on what's right, not just what's wrong. So important that we shift our focus. Philippians 2.14 says, in everything you do, stay away from complaining or arguing. In everything you do, Stay away from complaining or arguing. You know, if anybody had a reason to complain, it was the Apostle Paul, the guy who wrote this. He had a reason to complain. And he said this, in everything you do, just don't complain. Now, what you gotta understand is that he's writing this, and when he's writing the gospel, he is writing it from prison. Now, Paul had always wanted to go to Rome as a preacher, and when he finally arrived in Rome, it wasn't as a preacher, it was as a prisoner. Right. And he says, in everything you do, don't complain. Right. He's awaiting his possible execution. Don't complain. So important. What he said is, it's time to shift your focus. Right. It's time to just shift your fo- focus, because there is some serious spiritual things, obviously, because we believe that words have pow- power, but there's also practical things. Right. There's some practical things. Dr. Travis Bradbury wrote a book called Emotional Intelligence 2.0, and he studied about complaining. Did a massive study on complaining, and he says this, complaining will actually, now this isn't a Christian guy, complaining will actually rewire your brain for more complaining. In other words, when you become negative about one thing, you, you are training your brain to become negative about everything. Wow. You're rewiring the way you think and saying, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the way I think about X, Y, Z. He also says, that, he talks about this, there's this, such a thing as confirmation bias. Confirmation bias, that means this, that if you assume you won't like something, the chances of you liking that thing or not liking that thing are greater because you assume that you won't like it, right? Have you ever assumed that you won't like a movie? I don't wanna go see this movie. When you go in and you see the movie, doesn't matter if it was good or bad, what, right? You don't like that movie because you've already made up your mind that it's going to be bad and so to you, it is bad. Come on, women, If you assume that all men are jerks, then to you, all men are jerks. Because you've already made up your mind that all men are jerks. And you're training your brain to think negatively about certain things. And if you look at bad, you'll always see the bad. If you look at negative, you'll always see negative. But if you'll look at beauty, then you'll start seeing beauty. 
If you start looking for great things, guess what? You'll see great things. If we start looking for the miracles in our everyday life, guess what? We'll start seeing the goodness of God in everything that we do. We'll just shift our focus. Say, you know what? Here's the thing is, what has complaining ever got you? What if we just said, you know what, I'm, I'm done complaining. I'm going to shift my focus. And, and here's the, it's going to take time for you to change the way you speak. You will find yourself complaining when you shouldn't be complaining. My Uncle John always had, um, he used to keep these Where's Waldo books around. Anybody remember Where's Waldo? I used to love Where's Waldo, right? Because you just sit there. And I, and I found myself, I would search the pages. And I mean, you never know where that crazy Waldo is going to be, right? Because he could be anywhere. And so you're, I'm searching the pages. And some, sometimes I would find Waldo really quick. Sometimes it would take me a little longer. But eventually, I'd find Waldo hidden somewhere. Here's the thing. Is that whatever you look for, you will find. If you look long enough and hard enough, you're going to find whatever it is you're looking for. So if everything you look at is about complaining or a bad situation or why this isn't working out, and that's all you do is focus on that, guess what? Everything in your life will be bad. But when we look for the goodness of God, And even though there's bad situations, and I'm not saying that things don't happen. The other day we had a pot bust. We were out of town. We came in, somebody was watching the house, and we come in. We had a pot bust, right? Bummer. Stinks. But it happened when I was home. And so you know what I did while I'm out there and it's 10 degrees and my feet are frozen? And I'm trying to find the water to shut it off. I said, thank God it didn't happen when I was gone. Because that water would have run and run and run and no telling how much it would have cost me. See, here's the thing is when you find the goodness of God, when you look for the goodness of God, you'll find it. So how do we move forward from here? I got to stop. Crystal says yes. I can preach longer. Y'all want me to go a little longer? I've got two and a half, uh, another page and a half. If you can change your circumstances, then change your circumstances. But if you can't change your circumstances, then change your perspective. If you can change your job, change your job. But if you can't change your job, change your perspective. Why am I here? God, why am I here? I can't do anything about it. I'm, I'm here. I've got to work. I've got to do this. I, I, this is just where I'm at. So just change your perspective. 2 Timothy 2.9 says this, Because I preach the good news, I am suffering and have been chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Paul is saying this, I can't change where I'm at. I'm in prison. I'm chained to a guard. But I can change my perspective and I know this that even though I am chained up the word of God that I 
preach. We'll keep moving forward and we'll keep going forward. And that's what we have to do is we got to shift and change our perspective and say, you know what? I'm not in a good situation, but God, I believe that you can make all things work together for my good. Change our perspective. If you can change your circumstances, then change your circumstances. But if you can't, change your perspective. Shift your focus. Start seeing the goodness of God in everything you do. And 2018 is sure to be greater than 2017. Amen? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, every one of us have been guilty of complaining. Every one of us. And so, Lord, right now, me included, forgive me of complaining. Forgive me for not seeing all the times that you've protected me, all the times that you've, you, you've, you've helped me, all the, all the things that you've done to bless me, God. Thank you, Lord, that as we move forward, we're, ne- we're certainly not going to be perfect. But, God, I thank you that you'll help us to shift our focus. When we start complaining, God, that we'll just see the goodness of God in our circumstances. At The Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you'd like to contribute financially, you can go online to thechurchrc.com slash giving. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, send us an email at amen at thechurchrc.com.